your commuting home with Katz and Cosby. Now, here's John Katz and Matidis and Rita Cosby on 77 WABC. And now, let's actually go to Albany for the latest. Let's get the wrap-up here on that. And, of course, Kathy Hochul, the governor, nominates a judge. <laughs> judge Weinberg shaking his head. Uh, let's bring in Melissa DeRosa, of course, who was secretary to then-Governor Cuomo, the senior staffer there. Melissa, uh, let's get your reaction. First off, uh, Governor Hochul basically says that she has selected Judge Rowan Wilson, uh, who is definitely liberal. Uh, what are your thoughts? So Rowan Wilson, who I will say, I called this one right. I said two weeks ago on your show that I thought he was going to end up being the pick. I think that this is Hochul, you know, sort of striking a conciliatory tone with the legislature. She saw what happened last time when she didn't give them exactly what she wanted. They stared her down and, and they beat her and they rolled her. So she gave them exactly what they wanted this time around. Now, the more troubling thing than just the Rowan Wilson pick. It's not about Rowan Wilson. And Rowan Wilson, you know, doesn't have a big body of work. He was in private practice before he went on the court in 2017. So we don't know much about his opinions generally. But what what does it mean for New York, Melissa? What does it mean for the safety of New Yorkers? Well, this is... so. Right now, nothing changes on the court, right, because he's already on the court. He just shifts his position from associate judge to chief judge. And it's a fait accompli. He's absolutely going to get confirmed. Now, what I find more troubling, and I would love to hear what Judge Weinberg thinks about this, is she also announced her intent to put Caitlin Halligan on the court, which is somebody else that she's pushing up from the same list that was given to her a few weeks back by the Judicial Nominating Commission. Now, here's why this is very troubling to me. The process that they're undergoing is unconstitutional. So the Judicial Screening Commission handed her a list. You're supposed to pick one person. She wanted to pick two people on that list that were both okay with her and okay with the legislature. So that's against the rules. What did she do? She teamed up with the legislature to pass a law that is unconstitutional, and she's going to sign that law and do what she wants to do, even though, again, it's unconstitutional. And at the same time, this sort of underscores the importance of the court is that you put people on the bench who are going to interpret the Constitution based on the law and based on the written words on the in the Constitution and not just sort of bend to the whim of the politicians that are there. Uh, so Judge Weinberg's got a question for you. He's trying no, no, to ready. No, no, I just want to say amen, Melissa. That's exactly correct. They passed the unconstitutional law. They've circumvented the constitutional process. There's going to be litigation on that. If you had an honest bench, they would throw this out the same way they threw out the redistricting by a, a runaway legislative process dictated by the radical left Democrats. And they should do that. The question becomes who's sitting there by designation from the appellate division when this comes up and who decides who the uh, person is who's going to sit by designation? The chief judge of the state. So if the chief judge of the state picks out somebody from the appellate division, then you have a result that's obvious to everyone. Right. But that's not a good thing for New Yorkers, Judge. No, it's a very bad thing for New Yorkers. And Melissa and I on the show have been talking about this. You need people who are going to give you an honest read on the law and not rubber stamp radical policies as being constitutional when they're not. And and Tony Carbonetti, it's shocking. I mean, it's like. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, at least now she's understanding the game. She's beholden to the Senate and the Assembly. She's understanding where she stands. And whatever they want, as long as she gives it to them, then things will go along merrily. 
Um, Melissa, I, I wanted to backtrack a second. We were just discussing marijuana and, and the legalization of it. I know there's a, a certain number in the state budget that we'd hope to collect in taxes. There's 3,000 illegal stores here in New York City that aren't paying taxes. Do we know how short that fa- the, the number is and what's going to happen at the end of the year when we come nowhere near it? You know, look, it's Tony, it's the larger point, right? It's exactly what you're saying. It's we passed a bill. There was this fierce competition in order to legally be able to sell marijuana in the state of New York, a really rigorous process people had to go through. And for what? There's an illegal pot shop on every other corner in New York. Exactly. And so, and there's, there's absolutely no enforcement. There's no enforcement by local law enforcement. There's no enforcement by the SLA. There's no enforcement by anyone. And so it's being allowed to proliferate. And God knows what they're putting in the pot that's being sold, mostly fentanyl from what I read. And it's, it's spiraled out of control, but that's sort of where we are now, right? It's like emblematic of the larger picture. You put someone on the court, you want two people from the list, it's unconstitutional, we'll just pass the law and we'll make sure the people that are going to determine the law are our people so that they can circumvent the Constitution. We're going to have this process for pot that's supposed to be highly regulated, and now it's completely out of control. It's sort of like everywhere you look. And it's not just in New York. I think it's nationally. You're seeing it in, in a lot of different ways. And I think they were having a crisis of confidence right now in the judiciary and the government, New York and nationally. And, and I don't know where it ends. It's like we're in this like mal- malicious circle jerk that I don't know how we're going to get out of. Yeah. Wow. What a mess. I, that's a new description, too, Melissa. I like it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Melissa, you're terrific. Great to have you here Thank on you, the show. Melissa. Thank you, Melissa. Thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.